alright? I mean, I'll fuck it up, but here goes. <clears throat> Listen to this, isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think that the podcast's complete? Wouldn't you think that that's it? We've got everything. We've got stories and features aplenty. Wrong! We've got blocks, which and tales, wits galore. Want preparation? Not got any. <laughs> so you scream. That's a big deal. We want more. So fucking go to patreon.com slash shame city. All right? I mean, I did fuck it out, but... I was just going to say so It was the weirdest little high pitch noise I was going to say How is he by the way Because I haven't guy. seen him in ages No well I haven't replied to him He was supposed to be here But, but then just as the <laughs> Exit in my throat You pressed record And I was like I don't want to ruin the whole thing Hello so- and welcome to episode 66 Oh, said Declan. <laughs> of that's a shame. This is the one. Make sure they know. Yeah, well, I mean, you didn't just click on anything and wonder what it was, surely. I'm, I'm actually convinced that that's half of our listeners. <laughs> At least. <laughs> just fluke. And yes, you are? I'm Declan. Good. Now, we've got an experiment this week. We have. Have we talked about this on air before? Oh, we must have done. we have. Right, so yes. there's this definite criminal front in London at the moment called Etify. And uh, their promise is that they'll deliver anything to you in under an hour with no minimum fee and no delivery charge. So you can order, as I did yesterday, a 42p bottle of water and it will arrive within an hour in theory. In fact, mine yesterday was 25, 27 minutes, something like that. Mm -hmm. Declan, as we've probably talked about before, historically poor luck, not just with Etify, just... Just in general, Just really. with everything. I mean, today has been an example How so? of that. Well, <clears throat> just driving-wise, oh, just yeah. more people trying to kill me, more people racing in front, more people getting away. Do you think you like to revise that... last week's question about the hunch about how you're going to die to be driving? No, because I, I think actually we're very close to me turning the tables and I'm just going to become a sort of vehicular vigilante. Oh, carboy. Yeah. Just running people off the road, left, right and centre. I guess someone has to. Someone has to teach these people because as we mentioned, Mm. what with all these debt levs, just letting them in and doing what they want. Oh, yeah. They're they're getting no comeuppance. Actually, this reminds me, it's a real shame that I'm always driving when I pass these signs because I'd like to to take a photo. But there's, there are these signs around uh, Ryslip Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> you cannot keep me at rice <laughs> on my it's podcast. It's where I go. Okay, go somewhere else. It's mate. far more interesting than here, even though it's miles it away. It can't be. <laughs> but there, there are these yellow signs every every now and then. It's the rice way that are about um, road safety, uh-huh. and they're about you know please slow down. And it says on it: Last year we had colon. And then kind of tacked on to each of them in a 5-0. Right. 50 deaths. Just in Ricelip. Yep. And there's that on the, on the road last year. And it was all the same guy. A poor... That's mental. The only person unluckier than me. That old woman driving um, people off the road. But what amuses me is that instead of, like, taking that off or whatever, mm. that 50 has a red line through it. Right. And next to it is 39 for this year <laughs> which makes it uh, well, which I presume is the case but it makes it look like 11 of them just came back <laughs> or they're just like it was a rounding error <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, 
Okay, all right, all right. Um, so not fifty, but it was nearly, <laughs> it was, you know, nearly fifty. Yeah, that's not that's not the most kind of respectful way to allude to those deaths. No, those it? fifty gone. For, fuck them. It's when people say like, "Oh, you don't want to become another statistic." It's not normally a threat that I'm going to make you one on a yellow <laughs> gonna, sign and, and I'm going to cross you out <laughs> yeah, next year. <laughs> Anyway, so this Etify thing, we're going to do it live on air. We're going to try and pledge, in theory, that this episode will take as long as this delivery takes. Yeah. Uh, now, that could work out badly because I've got some chilli cooking away. If it's over an hour, then I'm <laughs> you're going to have to solo the rest of the show. All right. But, you know... My luck is normally pretty good. Yours is... Very, very poor. And so I'm hoping we're going to meet I mean, in the, the middle. At the a... average time for one of your deliveries seems to be about 40 minutes. Probably a bit less, yeah. Um, and the average time for mine thus far is two and a half hours. And it must be skewed heavily by the ones... Didn't one just simply never arrive? Oh, yeah. Well, one of them I told them to go fuck Yeah, so I guess that's really, like, adding an upward bound on the data. I'm wondering if... I mean, I know we haven't got an enormous sample size, but whether I should order it through you. Oh no. To see if to see if it changes it. No, I to think see if it's just they see me. my account as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't need that. But we're going to do this order live on air. Now you might be thinking this, this is, is an, unorthodox radio. But here we go. This is the sort of feature mm-hmm. that all your Patreon money buys. Wow. <laughs> this 42p water, what are you going to get from Etify today? I'm going to get some beer. They, have you noticed that a lot of the things are within seconds of their expiry date and it makes you like sign a contract that says, I will accept this product when you bring it to me, even though the Skittles are seconds from mold. <laughs> seconds from mold. <laughs> the Isaac BD story. Uh, don't go giving me that story. What do you want? I'd like a Fanta Fruit twist. A Fanta, a Fanta Fruit twist? That? that was right on the front page a second ago. That's probably why. That's probably why it's in No, it's been replaced by a sachet of... Coleman's beef casserole. That's what I meant. <laughs> a sachet of casserole. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Aid Zero Orange. Simply which, don't want that. What colour have they plucked for, for Zero Orange? Well, if there's Zero Orange, I'm guessing it's just going to be clear. I'm afraid the answer was brown. <laughs> zero Orange, 100% brown. Okay, Fanta Fruit Twist doesn't exist anymore, so let me just give it a little... Yeah, just get me a soft drink of some sort. I think that's all I need. Fanta Fruit Twist. Because this is for science, isn't it? It's not. We're not supposed to enjoy or reap the benefits of it. Wow, would you believe Fanta Fruit Twist, plastic bottle, uh-huh. two litre, it's got no reviews. Wow. No one's bothered to review Let's it. Let's fix that. <laughs> I'm going to leave such a long and poetic review for that fruit twist. Um, and then let's get... What else? Two packets of Skittles. Oh, good idea. Just standard red Skittles or what? Of yeah, yeah, a classic. You don't want to mess with that. No, exactly. While you're doing that, I'm going to read an email that we've had. Go right ahead. The shame mail segment is nothing if not flexibly placed within the show. So here it comes, <laughs> part one. We've got a message from Noah entitled children experiences. Interesting two word phrase. Wait, now we sometimes talk about how some email headings we, we really like. There yeah. was that one from Emily that was like passionate agreement. Yeah. yeah. We thought, yes, children experiences. Now this isn't, <laughs> this isn't criticism, Noah. This is just, this is advice. Feedback. Yeah. Do it as a, do it as one of those sandwiches. Do you know about those? Yeah, so Feed, positive, negative, feedback positive. sandwich. Yes. Shit, no, God, that sounds is. horrid. That sounds like something they need feedback on. Yeah. Um, loved the enthusiasm. Yeah. There was a, a bit of a question of criminality about the content matter. Big fan of the brevity. But it did give us a laugh. Yeah, very much so. There you go, see. And it's a short email, short title, short email. As a similarly sham teacher, the tutor anecdotes are very good. Keep them up. And that was it. So I replied to ask for some more information about what teaching Noah is doing. And it turns out much more interesting than what we're doing. Listen to this. Well, whose life isn't? <laughs> I do robotics education for elementary students, which means parents pay way too much to have me babysit elementary kids playing with Lego in caps, as per the brand name, for two hours. Also, though, nothing is more despicable than parents watching me teach. The more they do that, the more they'll figure out I don't actually teach anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. What's your advice for how to handle the parents sitting in on a lesson? I try and turn it into like a sort of performance piece. 
Oh, I just make sure to use a lot of long words they won't understand. Mm. Um, and then when the child inevitably asks or looks confused, mm-hmm. I explain them. So they Why don't feel, you ask your mum? Oh, they feel, oh, idiot. she's a fucking <laughs> debt slave. Of the highest order. Although the other day, I, it got to the point because uh, the people that I tutor in yeah. rice level. <laughs> um, Stop. <clears throat> The I like I do the tutoring in the kitchen and uh, <laughs> their um, their mum is kind of like coming in and out uh-huh. and I was talking about gothic literature um, and she just straight up came in and she went sorry to interrupt just quickly is gothic like a period or is it is it something else? And Give me so, a fiver so and I'll, I'll let you know. Have a seat. <laughs> Pull up a pew. Here's some pen and paper. Have you heard of time and a half? There'll be a quiz at the end. <laughs> Wow. Okay, well, I'm going to intermingle. How's the file order going? Uh, I'm I'm placing order now. Oh, that's good. Oh, I'll untick the old sign up for our newsletter. Oh, wow. Bullshit. And are they going to charge you that £10 delivery because you live outside the world? <laughs> I don't think we've ever mentioned that one. No, that was a particularly poor moment in that. I still haven't had that back. No, but I think you gave up on pursuing it. I you couldn't. looked so defeated. I couldn't. There was just, there was no point. There, there didn't feel like a point. Right. Right, got to get the old... Oh, I got my, my you haven't got your card on you? No, it's all right. You remember it, do you? I remember one of them. Go on, read it out for the listeners. <laughs> Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. That's question eight of Toby's love quiz. Now, I like... By your partner, Uh it surely must mean the person opposite. Yeah, and they're kind of presupposing. I think the quiz is trying to, like, ham-fistedly make us reframe our relationship. Because I was going to say, the statistics on the amount of people that fell in love after this quiz is, you know, it sounds even more immoral if they were all already in relationships. (laughs) They're just... Brought yeah, them into a room and brainwashed Skipped them. it a little bit. Um, um, oh, I can't remember any of these bits. don't remember when it's supposed to run out. Let's don't worry about it. Let's have a guess. It's probably 2019 or something though, isn't it? All right, I'm going to think of some things that we so have So come common. on then, what do we have in common? Well, we both like Etify, but for different reasons. No, I know, oh, is that just me? That no, that is it? just you. Okay, well, we both do a podcast. Let's have a proceed. What about the word appear to have in common? Does that suggest that we've got to pick things that actually we don't have in common? That it seems like we do. It seems like we do, but we don't. So. I, I'm sorry, Isaac, but. What? Sondheim. <laughs> You're not in. <laughs> wow. Well, turn off the I'm mics. more of a Lloyd Webber kind of. Someone, <laughs> when I went to get lunch today, someone awkwardly complimented my Sondheim badge. Okay. For the first time. 22.35. Yep. Order confirmed. Order confirmed. Okay, let's start the timer. Um, start timer. It's all right. You're going on the phone? I'm on the old phone. Oh, okay. Except for the stopwatch. Yeah, I did stopwatch Yours as well. Yours is seconds behind. Yours is far less accurate. All right, I'll close mine then. Go on, give me something else. I mean, something at all. <clears throat> so something that we have in common, yeah. or appear to, at least. The whole show is kind of predicated on commonalities, so I feel like it's a little redundant. Yeah, well, redundant for our listeners, more so than the quiz. Yeah. Um, I was thinking the other night uh-huh. when we had some friends over. Oh, yeah. That one of the things that we have in common. Those particular friends. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> just about geography. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, is uh, our much lauded, mm. I would say. Um, Maligned. Much questioned. Right. But also much loved by the listenership. Um, hatred of Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, of course. Yeah, I forgot that he came up again, didn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah, you've yeah. got to make sure that you get that in. Yeah, because we hadn't talked about him for a while, and I feel like uh, he'd probably, like, if he tuned in in the last 20 episodes. He might think we loved him. He could have just assumed, and indeed, knowing Lin as well as I do, I'm certain that he would have assumed. <laughs> yes. Just on on the basis that, you know, he is who he is, that we were de facto fans. So it's good to have set the record straight there. Um, and to remind just the community at large that Hamilton is wank. Yeah. A love of staying up late into the night. Oh, yeah. And a, watching a, YouTube with some whiskey. A related dislike for getting up early. Very much so. <clears throat> it's weird, isn't it? Because I've always assumed that, that I kind of fundamentally disbelieve that anyone doesn't 
hate getting up early. And yet some people are adamant that they are like perky morning people, like going to the gym before work. And I just stuff. can't. But do you think they like, actually like it or are they just lying to I themselves? I can't imagine that when anyone's alarm goes off, they, they just smile. Hooray! Oh, another day! Dreadful. That like kind of cartoon Lego movie happiness. Yeah. I don't believe that that exists anywhere, really. But least of all in the in mornings. Immediate mornings. If it's um, snowing as well today, what was that about? I was thinking, because we've been playing a lot of a game called Quiplash lately, oh, yeah. haven't we? Um, it's like Cards Against Humanity, yeah. but you get to make up your own answers. And there are no cards. Um, uh, an very absolute advantage. <laughs> yes, it um, is, yeah. But one of the things that I am always reminded of when we play this game certainly together, but perhaps even more so apart, uh-huh. is how similar our sense of humour is. Mm. Certainly... Better than... Well, yeah, obviously everyone, better than everyone else. We yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but just in terms of certain people like to pluck for very obvious answers, and we're very much of the rando school of, actually, if you can get as far away from the question yeah, and people's to... expectations as possible. Abstract images. And also... We're a big uh, supporter, this show, of just humorous phonetics. Oh, yeah. Things that just sound funny. Sclevage. Sclevage. <laughs> I was glad you, you were like, thinking the same thing. my, it my was name. Good. Yeah. Uh, there is plenty of that to go around, definitely. Quiplash has become a really good vehicle for that. What about that time we played it for about an hour and a half as four different people, just the two of us? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Each powered by a random word generator. Yeah. <laughs> and it still came up with better answers than some of our what friends. About one of the ones was like, who would you least like to share a jail cell with? And my one came out as suspicious top. <laughs> Such a fucking great answer. Oh, the fact that he's introduced himself. Hi, I'm I'm suspicious, suspicious Todd. Todd. <laughs> and and who are you exactly? <laughs> um, okay, well I think that's more than three things, isn't it? That's loads. Yeah, and also, as I've said, like the whole show is our listeners know. I think they do. Number nine, for what in your life do you feel most grateful? Hmm. There's too many levels to this, so we should eliminate things like parents and like birth and just existence. And maybe we should eliminate things like being born into a first world country. (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, that's just too too big a ship to (laughs) sail on right now. So if we put that to one side, we dock it, as it were. Let's try and make it something, uh, I don't know, not trivial, but something off kilter. Mm. Not like, oh, I'm so glad that I haven't got congenital heart disease or something in my family. <laughs> so glad I don't live in a country ravaged by malaria. Yeah. Sort of yeah. Because, I mean, I am. Well, I am vocally really grateful. But always it, in my heart. Yeah. And also it's a kind of gratitude that one just takes as, you know, a given because we're so indoctrinated into this, <laughs> into this system of absolute... <laughs> P-R-Ivalage. Um, not being a lightweight. Oh, interesting. I I suppose in any sense, but most most prominently in the drinking sense, because I just think it must be so sad if you're someone like flatmate Mark's friend, Uh um, Dan. (laughs) Well disguised, buddy. Um, who... Four drinks, even less than that. Three drinks like that. Yeah. It's just gone. Three drinks and gone. It just, it must be the so thing is, debilitating. Lightweights themselves like to play up the angle of like, oh, but it's such a cheap night out. Like, I just, I don't need to spend very but much. But it isn't because they all do. Because they all, <laughs> A, keep buying for themselves mm. and just get wasted. B, buy for others because they're drunker earlier on. Mm. And C... Spend money on all sorts of shit. Yeah, because once you're fucked, you just start buying all kinds. Oh, yeah. That's why Etify is a real trap. Absolutely. We've all got to avoid when drunk. Mm. Yeah, you can set up this thing on our on our BT parental controls that block certain websites at certain times. So maybe we should consider blocking Etify between like midnight and five. But those are the only hours in which I need it. No... What about the lunchtime rush when you need a sachet of beef casserole? I can just pop Stat. straight to the old Sainsbury's oh, yeah, and true. soon the co-op. Oh, I'm so excited about the co-op. It's gonna be, I think it's when gonna the co-op comes out, 
when it comes out, like it's FIFA. <laughs> when it comes out, I think we should put on our Patreon feed a video review of it. <laughs> like, in depth. I'm talking like 45 minutes of yep. walking around the shop. Like, Layout. Getting, it will look like we're trying to rob it though, won't we? Uh, yeah, but I'm on board. I guess they'll know that we're not going to rob it because we'll be such regular patrons. No, no thief has ever spent 45 <laughs> minutes at the scene of the crime. <laughs> in advance. Do you remember that time I had to definitely participate in criminal activity by writing a report on some business centres? And he was like, <sighs> that was, you have to go there. That was, we're going to uh, pay you in cash. I mean, when you say some crime, what you mean is 100% terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think it was theft of some sort. And also, I mean, it wasn't crime, really. It just had some of the hallmarks of crime. Well, anyway, he got back in touch today. He wants another round of crime. <laughs> he wants you to wire a nail bomb for him. <laughs> He's like, just put on this vest. Don't worry about it. It's looking a bit explodey. You're going to go right into the bank. Uh, no, none of that. Okay, so not being a lightweight is a good one. Yeah, what about you? Um, I think, well, I don't think that I don't notice the way that you ask me all these questions and then hope to segue on without answering some of them yourself. I uh, No, no, I'm very <laughs> ready to answer. Just emotionally, I'm ready. But psychologically, I really don't put a lot of thought into them, if I'm honest. No, no. I mean, we have all noticed. Is that clear as day? I've received a lot of private mail from <laughs> the listeners. Yeah, shame.city. Subject line, wow. <laughs> Subject line, How do you do it? <laughs> Um, hmm, grateful. Well, I guess tying back to the theme of this show, dare I say, this Etify experiment, I've always been uh, grateful of some kind of luck, which I obviously don't believe in in a big way, but I feel like it's a combination of circumstance, attitude, privilege, friendship circles. I've always had quite good luck in just general. Like there are very few things that I've really, the classic example for me is like whenever for about nine years of school, whenever I'd not done something really important without fail, there would no be no consequences. Cause like if it was a bit of coursework, the teacher would suddenly be off for a week or like all the school's printers would break and I'd have an excuse. I never ever got into trouble for that as much as I should have done. As, as a counterpoint to that. Uh-huh. Cycling back to my life, <laughs> right? I was, I was the best student from for the first four years or so of uh-huh. my secondary school and all of primary school. I was just the best behaved, hardest working kid in. You were head boy as well, weren't you? Yep. Yeah. Not in the first four years. They put you straight <laughs> they just there. Just put the crown like Harry on Potter me and off as I a went. seeker. Yeah. Um, and. There was, we had this piece of geography work once in year nine, and it was like a kind of uh, intro to the idea of coursework. Uh-huh. We had this um, term long module on is the Akasombo Dam good for Ghana? And you had to do it. There was an essay on is that. Is it? Can you tell me? As far as I recall, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's uh, all right. It's a dam. What do you, yeah. Yeah. What, what do you want? <laughs> holds a load of water <laughs> it's bad it's good for the people who live right next to it yeah. <laughs> who would be you know it's bad for plants that want to grow on the other side maybe mm. or fish that would like to live just the other side just, of it. Oh, it's a shame yeah but um then we did a piece about um a, a terminal module about brazil and about the various uh, geographical versus human features of brazil mm-hmm. and we had to do an a3 sheet yeah on this that was a combination of Maps, diagrams, writing, all of this. I put so much effort into it. I fucking hated geography, but if it was anything... dull, isn't it? Such a boring What subject, about people who do geography degrees? I can't, can't understand them. be understood. Them. Yeah. Like, who was it? Who was saying the other day that they had one? I know a few people who've done geography. Very, there's, there's just and, like a light but, behind their eyes that's extinguished. But also, I know some some of the most interesting people I know have done geography degrees. Mm. And I just don't understand. Maybe they've think, done it as a kind of exercise in trying to breach that divide. I think human geography is very interesting in, in many ways, in the kind of sociological sense. You're saying that learning about the sedimentary layer is, is dumb. But the water cycle is, is about five stages and I <laughs> don't care, more boring I don't than care the which expert tells me so, there's no more to it than that. <laughs> um, but I, anything that was about kind of physical presentation, mm. I could do a bit of colouring in, a bit of drawing, I, I was like, I'm on board. 
um, I'll go for it. So I'd done this really great post. I was really proud of it. And I fucking left it in the car getting out. So I went, I realized immediately, but I uh, didn't have a chance to like, I couldn't ring because it wasn't in my parents' car. It was a friend who gave me yeah. left school. It was in their parents' car. So there was no way I could get in touch with them to get, a, to bring it back. Yeah. Like they'd gone to work. So I just had to like go to the staff room. Did you feel a sinking feeling? Oh uh, yeah. I was like, oh, because I knew that the teacher would think, because I knew there were inevitably going to be loads of people who hadn't brought it in. Yeah. Um, but surely your reputation at this point. Well, this would is the thing. Carried okay. you through. So I went and knocked on the staff room door. I was in really early and I said, look, I'm sorry. Look at that. That was when they were driving in. Okay. <laughs> I don't like, I, if it makes up for it, I was late most days as a teacher. <laughs> so, okay, it does. Um, uh, so I went and knocked on the staff room door and it came out and obviously he was in a huff, but. Like you say, my reputation held true enough. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm really sorry. I've left it in, in the car. I can have it to you tomorrow, but I just, I haven't got it today. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, this is like, he was doing that kind of, I'm very disappointed. I'm very, and I was like, I know, I'm sorry. And he was like, okay, all right. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it in class. Ooh. Anyway, we turn up in class. Half the class hadn't brought it in. And so he was just going through the register. He was like, Adams, we got it. And he's like, no. Anderson, yeah. And he was like, take it out, give it to him. And there was just a string after me Mm. or like just before. And then after me, I was somewhere in the middle of it of about nine people who hadn't got it. And he got so angry that (laughs) that he was like, right, this is ridiculous. Everyone hasn't brought it in is getting an after school detention. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> I came and told you none of these fuckers did. This is bullshit. And I had to go and like plead my case and fight with him. And it was only because of a, You're as we said, my reputation, <laughs> given a quiet hand up to the desk. Sorry, sir. Can the you mark something shuffle. for me? Yeah, yeah, just come up to the front. <laughs> um, but also that when I went to speak to him, a teacher who liked me was, at the door as well, talking to somebody oh, else. that's helpful. And like, and was like, oh, go on, Phil. Don't, Load don't, off, don't Phil. do this. And he was like, fine. Wow. Oh, that's a good luck example then. No, but I still had to, it was still like incumbent on me to bring it in to him before 8.15 the next day. Oh, you're right. That is shit. Otherwise I'd still get it. I was like, I was just, this is such horse shit. Yeah. I don't think that's good, is it? I've, yeah, I've never had too bad experiences with, with all of that, despite... I could probably count on one hand the amount of work I've given in on time in my academic <laughs> quote unquote career. But it always seemed to work out for the best, even at uni when they were like, there were some quite definitive deadlines, but you just talk to them. The, I remember the moment I realized that all of our lecturers were too awkward with the exception of Claire Westall to <laughs> confront you about anything yeah. you ever did wrong. They were just like nervous English graduate academic people and they weren't going to have a go about anything so you just move on yeah i i I didn't mind so much at at uni by that point i'd given up really caring uh, about (laughs) just (laughs) um although i did have the bad luck that time i don't know if i've spoken about my uh my supervisor trying to get in in contact with me Mm -hmm. at the start of second year i think it was no, no, it was third year. Yeah. Um, and I just, you had to get this meeting with them at the beginning of the year. And I just couldn't be bothered because it's all, it's, they're all early in the morning. First of all, can't be dealing with that. No. Second of all, it's 10 minutes long, but you have to make sure you're there. Uh, oh, anyway. There's and a lot of admin. Yeah. Bullshit. And it was just, it, it wasn't even admin. It was, it was just small talk for 10 minutes mm. where I pretended I would try really hard they pretended that I would, and and then that was it. And so I, I just I just didn't go. Anyway, she sent me an email a few weeks into the term, being like, "Hey, haven't heard from you, and also neither of some of your lecturers. <laughs> like, uh, uh, is everything okay?" Um, <clears throat> and I just thought, oh, again, I can't be bothered. Like, I've missed a few things. I didn't want to talk about it. Fuck it, I'll leave it. Mm-hmm. About eight weeks into the term, she sent me an email, the subject of which was, 
email silence question mark, Ooh. which was, hey, still haven't heard from you. Um, just like checking in, making sure you're all right. Like um, you haven't even seemed to have re- replied to any of the emails, let alone come and see me. You know, <laughs> are, are you okay? And I thought, well, I can't get in touch now. No, I mean, <laughs> like, can't break the streak. We've, we've committed too much. <laughs> this is a c- 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 combo. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'll just leave it, uh-huh. and then I'll get to the end of the term. It's only like it's only two more weeks, mm-hmm. and then I'll go to my meeting at the beginning of next term. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I was having a really shit time. Anyway, it was one of the last days of week 10 of the term. I was going home in three days. I was in in university on a Sunday for a recall Mm -hmm. audition for a play. And I was supposed to go into the room to do my recall. And they were like, oh, this one's running a bit over. Just wait outside for a second and we'll see you there. And I went and sat in the corridor and my supervisor happened to just be in on a Sunday and walk <laughs> straight past me and be like, oh, hello. It's you. Haven't seen you in a while. And I was like, oh, Dr. Moran, how, are you, how are you doing? She was like, I think you should come have a talk, don't you? Wow. I was like, for fuck's sake. Three days. I just want to just want to get home. So then I had to go in, and then she was like, oh, "I think the head of department wants to see you." Then I had to go and like fight for my university career. Goodness me! No one cared at all when I I only saw my supervisor once, and it was on like the first day of uni or the first week or something, mm. and he offered me whiskey at like oh, four p.m. I want your supervisor. He was great. He was I can't remember his name, but he was like quite hippie. He was quite often mm. clearly high. <clears throat> I was good. I only saw my dissertation supervisor once, which is why it really annoys me that I, if ever I do anything with it, mm. his name still has to be on oh, the really? front. Yeah. <laughs> because, he technically, had any he, because technically it was under his supervision yeah, that I wrote it. It was. So he it? gets academic, even though I went once. And Didn't he tell you to do something completely different? Yeah. He, he was uh, mainly a French literature teacher right. like he's and a french teacher at the <laughs> at the uh at the university and so he was like i think you should do this more about you know the, the way that beckett's translation of the plays from french to english and i was like but don't i don't mean. speak read understand or <laughs> like french so i i don't know anything about that so i went and he was it's like i still think it's probably what you should do and and i, I spent an hour trying to convince him I'm, I'm definitely going this other <laughs> route. And by the end, he was he was just, just shouting having in it. French. So I just went, C'est oh, impossible! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in the end, I just went, oh, yeah, okay. I, anything you suggest I take a look at. He, ra- he rattled. <laughs> <laughs> just pulls out a big map. This guy sounds the, court, mad. the flag rolled down behind him. A beret him. just falls on his head like a magnet. He's just chewing on onions. But, um, uh, and, and I just, I, he watched as I wrote down the names of these like 10 or so authors that I look at. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then I just never spoke to him again. <laughs> it threw it through those notes into the sea. Whee! They probably got a up in fucking France. first without the French bastard. Oh, you should tell him that. His last name was Minter. <laughs> Isn't that a shame? Minter. Stephen. He's your right, Minter. Stephen Minter. Wow. Glad you've name checked him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're out there, Steve. I just thought of the apotheosis or one of the clearest examples of the aforementioned luck when it came to like dodging work, which is that at my secondary school, which was a well, was and is a very, like, it, it was quite struggling state school in quite a poor area. Um, <clears throat> and so they foisted on you a couple of things. First, if, if you were someone who could pass GCSEs at a rate of more than five, then you were going to take every GCSE under the sun yeah. to, to ramp those stats <laughs> up. Um, and second, they, in order to get more money, had become a design like technology specialist school or something like dt stuff basically which meant that you had to much to my disappointment pick a design tech subject 
for GCSE, of which there were textiles, which I did diligently until year 10. <laughs> and was quite honestly very poor, <laughs> as I think you might have guessed. The thing is, I wasn't bad at the sewing bit. Patience. No, but every th- what I hated about all these design subjects, including the one I chose, which was food, is that the actual making is like, Oh, it's one percent about it. Not even that. It's all d- fucking drawing it. <laughs> Why do I want to draw a plate of bolognese? It's going to look like that, a fucking that, worm that pie. Was, that was the worst, the stupidest part about so food tech was them making you draw stuff. And then as it, if uh, <laughs> the, the, the creme de la creme, as it were, of this being the first week we ever did it when we made soup. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Did you do a cross section. Could you just just draw a bowl of soup? Like, it's just a bowl. That's Get just real. a bowl. My de- so it ended up that I had to do. I chose DC food because it was that, or it was like resistant materials, which is just the worst thing ever. It was, my friend Seth almost burnt the whole school down with a one of those things that folds plastic. Oh yeah, they called a strip heater or something. Mm. Um, so I didn't want to do that, and also the person who ran it just really didn't like me for some reason. She once made me, I'd made my friend Matthew in food a concoction of like weird, just stuff that was in there in a bottle. I was like daring him to drink it, and she came in and tried to charge me for wasting ingredients. I was like, okay, well, let's do this. How much do I owe you for this? And it was like 6p. <laughs> fucking pathetic. <laughs> like, get a life. But anyway, it ended up that my Thursdays for two years were triple food and then double ICT, possibly in the reverse order. So I had five hours of, three hours of food just in a row. It was the whole morning and then two hours of ICT. And it was total nonsense, not least of all. I've gone on a tangent, but I'll continue. The teacher who was quite good left or dropped out for a while for personal reasons and was replaced by a string, much like Defence Against the Dark Arts, of ever more baffling individuals. Who One of them claimed that she was like related to Obama and that her son was like the attorney general of Jamaica or something and that she'd met Tupac and like, Please tell me she was white. <laughs> she was this old white French lady. No, well, she wasn't, but she, it also just wasn't true because no. I Googled her extensively. Yeah. And the only thing that she ever taught us to make week on week was not bread, but bread dough. We never actually got to do anything with it. We just <laughs> make this dough and then just well, it, fuck that, it off. Because it definitely wasn't bread dough. It and was... she used to just talk about yeast constantly and like how you had to treat There's it. There's only so much to say. Well, no, for her, it was it was everything. You had to treat it like it was a, a kind of father figure. Deity. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like you had to, we had to dedicate a whole corner of the classroom to like leaving the yeast to just do whatever the do fuck it does. Thing. So that was very strange. But then, uh, oh, I guess there are two points here. First of all, Matthew and I were in this class together and obviously we'd done none of the work because it was, it was three hours of total nonsense and we had almost no supervision. So we used to just leave quite often or we'd just be like playing games and stuff. Occasionally we'd make, we try to invent new foods. Like we accidentally invented when you just boil sugar into like a syrup and then you take a fork and just start like flailing it about <laughs> and it makes this giant nest, yeah. which is actually like a thing in fine dining. They make like a really nice sugar nest, but ours are a bit more erratic. That's just like candy floss. We haven't really done all the work. Yeah, <laughs> it's lazy candy floss. So it came down to, we had to talk to like the head of the department because there'd been no supervision. Like no one had done the work because no one had told us what it was. We were supposed to have for the two year period prepared something like 30 different things as part of one great big piece of coursework that counted for maybe 70 percent of the grade. It about 100 pages of A3. Yeah, or something it was ridiculous. crazy. Like yeah. the amount was mad. And we had uh, two, two sessions left to do it. So we sat down like the beginning of Ocean's Eleven and planned out how in two hours or two or three hours, whatever it was, we were going to be able to do a year's worth, a year and a half of cooking stuff where we had to like, we didn't have much money. So we were trying to like combine ingredients, be like, I'll make this. And then you just take a photo of, you had to have photos of all the stuff. Yeah. So like I make a pasta, but then you put it into like a bake. So it counts as two different things. And then we'll swap back. And we planned this whole thing. And it, I think, <laughs> where Matthew and I differ in personality <laughs> is that we both did it like we did all the work 
And then Matthew just never bothered to write it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, like, in a very lacklustre way. Uh, so... <laughs> Was, I can imagine Matthew he was just, just like, making nah. 50 meals and then just <laughs> looking at it and going, no. Yeah, but it was, <laughs> we had so much fun just, for those few hours yeah. and we ha- had like an amazing lunch. We had like people in to come and eat this stuff because we had to like <laughs> wash up while we were doing it. It was intense. But then for the ICT one, a similar thing. We had uh, one of my favourite teachers, Mr. Davis, who is like a seven and a half foot tall, blonde, ponytailed man in, mm-hmm. back at the time. Um, Aston Villa fan unfortunately that's a shame yeah uh he was in charge of the department and he was very hands-off like we got on quite well and he didn't really care to ever check on what i was doing um and not being very emotionally mature i didn't take that as like oh well he's treating me like an adult so i should the respectful thing to do would be to you know just do the work what i did instead was have you heard of the game copter <laughs> i fucking love the so game copter two years of that was google pretty, play just clicking great. away yeah. So it was basically two years of just fucking around and like, ah, oh, we had wheelie chairs in the big ICT room and a giant rectangular table that we'd all just like, whenever he'd go out of the room and sometimes while he was there and particularly apathetic, we could just start a chain of like, you get like the biggest person at the front doing all the like pulling work around the table and everyone just holds on. It becomes like this horrid <laughs> flailing snake just going around. And then at the end of this two year period, again, very close to the crunch time, because I think ICT was all coursework. Yeah. And it was also two GCSEs separately, because it was like a th- one and a higher or something. And um, I started looking through like the final bit of documentation for like what you were supposed to have. You're basically supposed to have one big fo- folder that has loads and loads of subfolders and loads of stuff that you'd done, like basically something different for every month. One of the things would be like, make an excel spreadsheet about this which is quite fast but then some of them were like make a website and you're like oh well i'm not doing that <laughs> and basically i'd done like comically little of it <laughs> i th- i thought i'd been keeping up with like but it turned out that even the other kids who've been fucking around had actually done quite a lot oh. <laughs> and it came that is always <clears throat> i find the worst moment when you're like oh there's yeah. so much to do here guys isn't there god like, i haven't done anything and they're like yeah, no, yeah. no, so much to do still. And then you go, what have you got? And they go, just this. And you look at it and there's like, about 30 this. different documents. And you, they're like, what about you? And you go, yeah, about, about the same. <laughs> Two of my, I had like three friends I sat near, Emmanuel, Alfie and Sam. And they were like fucking around just constantly. And yet in those last weeks, they had the one master thing was this like hundreds of pages of PDF of screenshots of every fucking step. And I was like, there's no way I can do this in this amount of time. <laughs> the way it was marked was they uh, moderate it internally based on a sample. And then they send another sample off to the external moderators to check. So the chances are like very high that one set is going to see at least something of everyone that has been done. And Miss um, Davis came around and was like having a chat with people, just like going through their stuff. And he got to me <clears throat> and was like, so how's it been going? You you like getting along well? I was like, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of screenshots, but it's fine overall. And he was like, cool. That was it. I got two A's <laughs> and no one ever checked. He knew, of course. Yeah. But because not only did he know because I'd been fucking around for two years, but he can like on their computer, they can see what everyone else is doing all the time. Yeah. And what I was doing was Copter. <laughs> Copter and Pac-Man X, yeah. which is I've, a really good game. I've got two stories. One where mine is the opposite of yours. Uh-huh. That's the theme, isn't it? And one where uh, it's more similar. Uh-huh. So the one that's the opposite was for uh, A-level. Um, I had a decent bit of luck in A-level mm-hmm. in that I... Because my A-levels were a fucking mess. When I started my A-levels, I was going to do medicine... Really? Lol. Yeah. So for AS, I took biology, <laughs> chemistry, maths, English, and German. Mm-hmm. By f- four months in, I knew I was not going to do medicine. <laughs> so uh, I finished doing partly because I didn't really care about people, but uh-huh. also because I wasn't as good at chemistry as I thought, and the biology was all ecology, which is boring as yes, fuck. Yes, it is. I had to do. So <clears throat> I actually the last straw of this was. I said to my biology 
like to my science teachers that I was going to be dropping it at the end of the uh-huh. year. And my chemistry teacher was like, like, that's fair. You know, don't worry about it. Like, just do what you can for your AS mm-hmm. so that it doesn't look like a kind of like blemish on it. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. And my biology teacher was like, oh, he was a, a guy called Declan Prendergast. Wow. <laughs> and he was like, he's like an upgrade. You can't be doing that. You've got, you've got to try. You, you've got to do your best. You've got to make sure that you do this. You're a good student. You can do it. I know that you You're can. You're going to be a great doctor, Declan. And <clears throat> yeah, he was Dr. Declan Prendergast. Oh, yeah. was he? And, um, and I said, look, I just, I can't, not only do I not want to follow that path anymore, but at the same time, I'm finding the actual subject very boring because you'd it's still be at uni. I know. That's well, mental. I let's not pretend I would have been <laughs> You'd be kicked dead. the fuck out. I'd have drunk a big bottle of formaldehyde <laughs> and kissed this world goodbye. Um, and, and, and he went, Declan, it's not, look, there's a lot more interesting stuff at A2. You know that. It, 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 it's, it's, <gasps> it's the doorbell. My listeners Goodness have heard that. Do you me. Think? 33 minutes. Imagine if it was just my. <laughs> Shall I go? Yeah, go and find <clears> out. <throat> Let's go and find out. While Declan's gone, I'm going to read an email for your benefit, listeners. I talked last week about uh, having ordered 50 spiders yeah, yeah. on eBay. Plastic, they are. 99p altogether, they were. And uh, I asked for your recommendations as to what would be the best way to progressively degenerate into chaos using these spiders. I didn't want to just like throw them into a jet engine. That's too obvious. I want something that's psychologically traumatic. Toby King has been in touch off of Milestones with subject on the spider menace. A suggestion, he says, for your spider jape. Find your least favorite neighbor in the block. Easily done. Place a single spider in front of their door. Every day, add slash replace the spider as appropriate. After spider 25, include notes of increasingly deranged scribbles. After spider 49, save the last one and put it by somebody else's door. Now, what I like about this one is he's captured the sense of progression. Absolutely. Uh, There's a real build, isn't there? There's like a trajectory to it. It escalates in a big way. But he's also got this sense that once one phase is completed, we move on to another target and that's its own reward. Declan is coming back. Etify bag. He's not coming back. He's going to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll take a break and then he'll be back. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't realize it was a giant one. 33 minutes. That it's, is quite special. It's only because... Uh-huh. We're using it as an example of how it doesn't happen. Well, and also I think it exemplifies <clears throat> what's actually become the theme of this episode, which is that, you know, we had questions about what we have in common. We've had a question that's led us to talk about things that we, you know, don't share in the mm-hmm. same way. And here we have my Etify yesterday in 20 something minutes, yours in a matter of months. <laughs> <laughs> but when we meet either Everything. side of this here microphone, Everything comes together. And if that's not love, I don't know what it is. What were you talking about beforehand? Oh, we just read through Toby's spider email. Oh, of course. Which, um, just to recap, he wants us to put increasingly many spiders outside the door of a least favourite neighbour. And then when you get to the end of that cycle, you start putting them outside the door of another neighbour. So they like transfer. I like that. Before too long, people would be going mad with it, wouldn't they? What we'd have to wear do, the Batman mask on, what, did it? What we'd have to do is make sure... That after the first neighbour, mm. we did it outside our own door, uh, so yeah. people, you know, don't suspect us. That's <clears> true. Before I left, however, I was talking about my biology. Oh yes, <clears throat> and my teacher, my namesake teacher, who was uh, trying to convince me to stay on. Yeah, and he was like, "Look, there's a lot more interesting stuff at A two. You know, you're going to love it a lot more. I, I really think that you should stick stick with it." And I went, "Right, come on then. What What's the first thing we do in A two then?" What, like, what's the course? And he went, and he, he like, looked at a little folder, and he looked at me, and he went, <laughs> I'll level with you. It's the food chain. <laughs> wow. I was like, thank you very See much. <laughs> See you later. <clears throat> um, but the paperwork for me dropping it didn't go through straight away. So when I started year 13, I still had biology and chemistry on my thank timetable you. and had to go. They were like, oh, no, no, you've got to go. And so I went to one and he gave me this big booklet and looked at me while I was doing it. And I was like, well, 
That's a no. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not coming anymore. Oh. Um, so I like dropped those, but it meant that I only had three full A levels that I was doing in the end, mm-hmm. which was, although I did a couple of other ASs to kind of bulk it up. So I was doing A2, English, German, and maths. Classic maths, thing, got an A, right? I yep. was like bang in the middle, got an A. Yep. German, I scraped an A by the literal definition Mm-hmm. Um, at AS, I was one mark in the A on the oral exam and one mark out on the written. Mm-hmm. And at A2, the other way around. Mm-hmm. So I, it averaged out More to exactly on the line. Out. <clears throat> in English, though, like you say, there are two sets. They both do it. And then one set gets like moderated. Yeah. The exam board sees it. And then your coursework marks get adjusted yeah. accordingly. <clears throat> and... Um, it turns out that it was the other set's coursework that got moderated. So my coursework, which I'd gotten like 88 or 78 out of 84. That's pretty good. um, And I was pretty happy with it. Um, Got moderated down about 13 marks Mm. because the teacher of the other set, who was significantly stupider than we were <laughs> um had given them all full marks oh that's a shame and they went well no so everyone gets chucked down 30 marks and it took me outside of the a star oh. by one <laughs> ums <laughs> that was my opposite of your luck yeah experience however at university like the great thing about english was that there were almost no exams yeah um, very few the one exam that I had to do for English in second year was <clears throat> um, the critical questions exam and we've spoken about critical questions before and what a bunch of horse shit total wank it was and remains yep um, and that's why I did no revision for good, the exam choice. Um, neither did our good friend Joseph D'Angelo oh yeah now exam week happened to coincide with Glengarry Glen Ross week yes so the play what we were all in exactly and in fact the day of the critical question uh, critical questions examination was our dress rehearsal day um that's no good not at all oh, so did you sleep in the barn well i'd slept in the barn because uh the that morning i had the barn was where plays were put on yes. it wasn't just <laughs> it was a tough time for me um overall uh, that morning at nine o'clock, I'd had a three-hour German exam. Bloody hell. I know, which I slept through an hour of. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'd said, look, after that, I'd said to Dan, come to the barn. Yep. I'll meet you there, and we'll we'll just smash one of these topics. Yeah. Because the way that it worked was that each week we'd done a different topic, and there were basically 11 topics, and there would be questions on 10 of them, mm-hmm. and you had to pick two and write them. And we were like, okay, comedy and tragedy that we've done this year are exactly the same subject. <laughs> you just look at it from a slightly different angle. Yeah. Um, so we've got that in the bag. That's yep. easy. You talk about Aristotle, you're done. Yeah. So we do one other. So um, we, we met up in the barn and, I mean, we went fairly stir crazy by the end of it. There was a beautiful moment because Dan, <laughs> Dan was getting getting a couple of notes together for the comedy tragedy section. Mm. And he was looking at it and he was like, I fucking hate Aristotle poetic. And I was like, I was like, uh, uh, yeah, it can be quite dull. And he was like, I just, I'm never looking at it again. That's it. After this exam, that's it. And, uh, and I was like, what are you doing next year? <laughs> and he looked at me and he went, performing ancient drama. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you poor boy. That was a great module though. But, um, he, we, we decided to revise orality. Oh, so yeah. the way in which spoken texts and stories differ from written ones, because mm-hmm. it was the pretty much the only interesting module on that course. And we got some fantastic quotes. We read a load of texts. We kind of shared notes and, and got everything together. And we got into the exam in Central Hall. <clears throat> and Central Hall was uh, inside a very impressive building. Even yeah. though outside it looked like a hexagonal monster. Yeah. Um, but essentially it was, it was an auditorium. It was a seated auditorium, but they could f- push the seats back into one another 
so that it created three distinct levels. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was on the top level facing one direction and Dan was at the same point on the second level facing the other direction. So I could look down to him and he could look up to me and we could see each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as they, they come around, they you know make sure that you're all sat correctly in the right place and yep. they tick you off. And we can brief look- you on impossible toilet breaks. Oh yes. <laughs> and we looked at one another, gave a little nod of good luck and the test began. And we turned this page <laughs> over and looked through and the one topic they'd eliminated this year was orality. <laughs> so we were looking at just this left. and I just looked down and I looked down and Dan hadn't turned his paper over yet. And I watched him turn it over, <laughs> read the list and then just look up at me with a face that was a 50-50 balance of fury and despair <laughs> and then just looked down and he just put his whole face into his hands and just shook his head for about 30 <laughs> seconds <laughs> which is uh, a great metaphor for my own soul mm. so what I did the reason that this is actually a good luck story for me is that I thought I remembered somebody saying that each question is marked by a different person right. that they kind of get the specialist on that to mark it um, and so I thought, I'm going to answer the questions for comedy and tragedy, even though they were a near identical question. Um, and I'm going to write the idea. same essay twice. That is good. But I'm just going to change some of the, the adjectives <laughs> here and there. Instead of saying, this is really happy, <laughs> this is actually very sad. <laughs> um, and just hope beyond hoping that they get marked by different people. So I nearly word for word wrote the exact same essay <laughs> twice. I was just referencing it. I had it on a sheet of paper here and was <laughs> just, just kind tracing of it. <laughs> yeah. Holding it to the light. I just put it underneath and then did a little like rubbing, rubbing of it. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I just, I think I used different books, but the exact same points yeah. for each, just flipping the adjectives and uh, handed them in. And I mean, they were both still very poor because I realized I hadn't actually done any real reading for any of them. But the other questions were impossible to yeah. answer. I mean, uh, th- there's just nothing to say about unit ideas, as we've said Certainly before. Nothing. And I couldn't remember the names of anyone involved. So it would have looked dangerously thin <laughs> on the old critical front. Yes. Um, just a lot of questions. True. Um, and I handed it in and I got. 60 for one mm-hmm. and 58 for the other so it averaged out to 59 which was basically a 2-1 it was the highest 2-2 two, two you could get it wasn't going to damage my yeah. overall marks enough but my favourite thing was that the higher marked of those essays the 60 um, you got a, a single A4 sheet of feedback for both which had your mark for both and then uh, basically a single tiny two sentence text box Mm -hmm. from the examiner about your performance and my feedback for the higher marked of the two was I don't really think that you understood the question and you certainly haven't provided an answer to it (laughs) wow stringent University of York Churning out degrees to anyone who wants no, one. I'll tell you what, they worked for that Russell group. Place. Yeah, squandering the whole thing. Well, look, we said we'd end when Etify came, and bar finishing anecdotes and just generally ending business, we will do just that. The episode has kind of emerged into a thematic piece, which I didn't expect. We've talked about the yin and yang, this balance that we bring, and... I think that's, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say it's entirely the love quiz, but it's undoubtedly been a part of that process. We're going to have to start sending Toby King some Patreon dollar. I think so. I mean, he's done us a great service here. Um, in the meantime, though, before we go any further, which is to say end the show, <laughs> the furthest you can go from doing one, in fact, tell people how they can get in touch. We've got some more email that we haven't got to, but we will, of course, get to it, as we always do. Mm-hmm. How can people go about sending those in? Uh, well, they can get in touch via email. Yeah. That's the simplest, the purest It's the classic form, form yeah. Um, and you can do that by emailing us, tas, mm. T-A-S, at shame.city. Some people Just type it all caps. Yeah, I've found that quite aggressive, but... 
you know, Tass! Whatever floats their boats. Um, but yeah, it gets to us either way. Yep. That's the beauty of the interweb. It is pretty good these days. You can also find us or find your way, as it were, into our inboxes via the contact form on the website, which is shame.city slash contact. Mm. Very helpful, that. It is good, yeah. It has some interactive elements. You can find us on Twitter. True. We've got a little poll going. Oh, I'd forgotten all about Although that. Although by the time that they hear this, the poll will probably be over. Is it set to close uh, I did it for a week. Okay. So, well, yes. we had a poll. Going. We had a poll. So Sorry, you, you can, missed it. You can go and see the results of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're pumping out a, a you know reasonable amount of content. Yeah, I saw you re- replying to a few gun. Oh, I had a great fun. Fanatic. I was just in a really like belligerent mood, <laughs> and they were especially stupid. I actually want to see if a guy has replied to me yet on from Twitter. our account. No, from no, no, account. from my account. Basically. Um, there seemed to be an argument going on about uh, whether socialism was all right or not. Uh-huh. Whether, not even socialism, just uh, sharing. Whether we should give money to poorer people rather oh, than yeah. giving tax breaks to businesses. Wow. Um, <clears throat> what was oh, he stance? has. Oh, this is great. So um, a guy called Simon yep. replied saying, it was an Owen Jones tweet. Uh-huh. But Owen, you can only tax the rich so much, you know that. But looking at this completely the wrong way, we need to create good quality jobs, true, mm. by investing in apprenticeships, potentially, mm. and uh, companies ooh, mm. to create skills for areas with shortages. Uh, someone responded saying, where do the funds f- come from that? Simple. You give a tax benefit to the companies. Oh, clever. It costs nothing to the government. No money is laid out. So there was a bit of back and forth between them, which ended in... Uh, <clears throat> the good thing about that is that they're definitely incentivized to spend that on like apprenticeships rather, and, you know, than, just, rather than just themselves. maximizing <laughs> short-term profits. Um, in which someone responded to Simon. Simon asked for any better ideas than investing in companies. There are someone any, said, Simon. Try, try an accountancy brackets or bookkeeping course, someone said. To which Simon replied, try running a business, Ooh. which you can't do a course on. <laughs> Which so, which I replied, you it's can literally false. do entire degrees <laughs> in it, and he has responded saying, it can never cover the in depth knowledge. University of Life School of Hard Knocks for Simon for what's that Simon underscore seventy one UK. Tell him how you feel about this. Did you go to the University of Hard Knocks? Did you flunk your critical questions module there at? Let him know. But you can find us on the Twitter. Ah, that's a shame, Cast. You can find Isaac personally at... Isaac B.D. And myself at... Cynical Declan. Spelt the same as my name. Yeah. Though seemingly pronounced differently. Uh, that's all, that, isn't it? Oh, no. You could do a review. Yeah, shame.city slash reviews. We'd love that. I haven't checked the reviews for this month. I don't hold out much hope, but <laughs> we'll see how that's going. It does, you know, warms our hearts. So there's that benefit. It boosts the show's popularity in some arcane sense. So that's another benefit. <clears throat> and it generally just uh, keeps things ticking here at Makes Shame us Towers. feel good. That's the bit that we really like. Yeah, exactly. Um, other than that, I think word of mouth remains best of mouth in 2018. It does. Despite Trump's best efforts. I mean, he's, you know, he's firmly positioned himself against that ideal in private messages to our Twitter account. Yeah. But we, you know, we're willing to stand up to that. But tell a friend about the show. Um, maybe you've got a friend. Maybe they've got a space in their life. Maybe they go on the tube every day, pass on a message, text your granddad or whatever, and see how that goes. Until next week, of course. Oh, and if you're on patreon.com slash shame city, there'll be some more bonus content. We've been pumping it out. Like no tomorrow. Yeah, we And we'll be recording some more. We've still got somewhere only before the end of the month, so that's on its way. Yes, because the end of the month is... Imminent! Or two days! Yeah. One day! <laughs> um, but no, we're, we're on top of that in a, a, a medium way, I'll say, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Until next week, I've been Isaac, you've been... I've been Declan. And we'll see you on the flip side. Bye, guys. Look for the bare necessities.
necessities Simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you. Come to you. 